0: Think about this. Do you ever spend time worrying about things that you cannot control? Or even worse, do you ever completely freak out about things you can't control? Well, this podcast is coming to your rescue. One of the many lessons of 2020 is that we cannot control everything and life will be uncertain, life will be stressing, things will not always be exactly as we plan them out in our minds. So we have to know that and be ready for it and not freak out when things go sideways, especially when there's nothing we can do about it. I've gotten so much better over the years at having appropriate reactions to things that happen and actually appreciating challenges and loving the process of becoming the best version of myself. We are pep talking today so that next time you go to freak out, you don't because you're prepared with a better plan. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife. And welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for tuning in today. This is a really interesting one. This is all about how to handle things better and how to reduce your stress and your anxiety, and not freak out. Listen, if 2020 has taught us anything, we can't always know the future. We can't always control everything. We can't always know what to expect. And we need to prepare ourselves to sort of embrace those facts and not freak out, especially when it's about something that we can't control. If you're listening right now in 2020. Um of course the coronavirus was something that was so ever changing and something that we couldn't control. We couldn't control how, the things that were closing down in schools and businesses. There's so much we could adjust our own lives and we could control what we thought about it, but there was actually so much that we couldn't control. Like you couldn't go out and dine in a restaurant even if you wanted to because they were all closed. And that stress and anxiety that so that so many of us hold is just so interesting because if we can't control it we shouldn't freak out about it now anxiety comes from overthinking and often focusing on the unknown but as humans we aren't designed to know everything that's going to happen in the future or know what somebody else is thinking And so in this episode, I really want to get to the heart of being okay, not knowing exactly how things are going to play out or not knowing exactly what someone else is thinking in order to feel secure and like your best self. We're going to focus on enjoying the process of life and the process of becoming better each day. And we're going to focus on what you can actually change. If you've listened to many of my podcasts, you probably know that I used to have terrible reactions to things. Terrible. And I've gotten so much better over the years. And really, it comes down to one thing, being self-aware and planning ahead of time. You know how, listen, I'm not even great at sports but there's sports sayings that like the the score on the football field is that decision that that play that strategy isn't made on the football field it's made way before so that's what we're going to do today we're going to focus on what we can actually change how we're not going to react how we're not going to overreact and we're not going to we're not going to freak the hell out over something that we physically can't change and i really think the way to have Good reactions when those things happen is by doing the work, is by doing the homework ahead of time, now hitting pause on life and thinking about, okay, let's think rationally about this. Because a lot of times when things happen, you can't think rationally. You're furious or you're devastated, you're upset, and it's so hard to see things clearly. But I found that if you think about it ahead of time and you actually have a plan, you'll be so much better when things go sideways you're not going to freak out and cuss and yell and scream and completely lose it and you know oftentimes we regret that later later on because we realize there was no point i also think that Stress and anxiety are so hard on your body. I think they can physically make us sick. Like just like how some people can have a great positive outlook when they have a, an illness and I think that can help them recover. I think that stress and anxiety can can actually make us sick or make us not feel well and it has really just really harmful effects on the body. So I think that one of the best things that we can do for our mental happiness is First, when things happen, take a beat and don't react. And then allow yourself to sort of process things. We're also going to talk about how we're going to stop overthinking things, stop counting our own mistakes, and focusing on the choices that we do have in a situation. So let's give a couple of examples. So dealing with this whole COVID crisis. Now, of course, this is something that's never happened in the history of ever, and the facts were always changing and also always conflicting. So it was hard to know. The first little bit, I watched the news every day. I was consuming everything, and then I realized I'm letting in other people's opinions. Because of course you get facts on the news, but then you get lots and lots of opinions. So I was spending so much time consuming other people's opinions. And what I've really realized now is what I like to do is consume the facts and then make my own decisions. Because what we know is all personal suffering is within your control. It's the meaning that you give to what happens to you. You label what things are. So I have friends now that are like 2020 is going down in history as the worst year ever. And I get it. I 100% get that. But I've really shifted my mindset to focus on things, you know, po- focus on the more positive things and focus on things that I can change and focus on this period of life, the good in that and not live in this anxiety, stressed, freak out state. Like if you label this as the worst year possible, you're kind of seeing it through those lens. It's put like putting on worst year ever sunglasses and you see everything through that lens. That's your perspective. Everything's within your control. You're giving it that meaning. Listen, like I said, valid point, but you can shift your lenses. Like I have just chosen to shift my lenses to decide that i'm going to focus on what i can actually control and not overthink it, not try to control everything and not react right away. All right, so let's get into some exa- examples non-covid related. So, you hear that someone, maybe a, maybe it's like an acquaintance, a friend of a friend said something not at all kind about you and it is like you are on fire and you freak out. Your friend tells you, oh, so-and-so said that, you know, you weren't taking um, COVID quarantine seriously and this and this, you know, whatever. I'm just making up an example off the top of my head, but something that was just kind of like judgmental and um, something unkind about you or you and your family or the decisions you make and you freak out. Okay, so let's think about your options. So you, maybe you call or text the other person, the person who said this while you're in freakout mode, which listen, that already happened. You can't reverse it. That happened. They said it to your friend. They told you. So you can't change that, but you can change how you react to it. And you can change how much time it takes up of your day and of your life, I always think about economics 101. You know, $1 spent is a dollar you can't spend on something else. Same thing with your minutes. A minute spent thinking about that is a minute you can't spend thinking about something else. So in this case, 10 years ago, I absolutely would have texted that person just because I feel like I'm a strong person and I want to stand up for myself. That's unacceptable. And I want to tell her why it's not true. So you text that person and then she texts back, You know, either, either defending herself or denying it. Then you go back to your friend and this thing goes on all day. Maybe it goes on all week. And then you tell your mom, then you tell your husband, and then you talk circles around this thing that could have just died on the vine. So how about that person, your friend tells you, first of all, in a perfect world, I would try to stop them before they told you because and you can tell that it's going negative and nothing positive is gonna come from it. It's better for it not even to enter your psyche. But if they tell you, I really think you have to program yourself to first take a beat, do not react. Like number one rule all across the board, do not react. Because your instant reaction is going to be based on That, you know, that rage, that anger, it's going to be based on your instinct, not on your long term thought. So I make myself, no matter what, I never send the text. I never make the call. I take a beat, whether that's an hour, uh, six hours, overnight, whatever it is. If you can just make yourself not react, that is like, I'm telling you, you've solved 50% of the battle. And I wish someone would have told me this 10 years ago. I would have saved myself so much heartache because I think that you need to be careful about what you dive into for your own self. I'm all about protecting your headspace. If you want to be happy and positive, listen, there's going to be so much stuff that happens in life that's negative and hurtful and sad and suffering. And so much of it We can't control. So, for the things that we, the part that we can control, it not multiplying and getting worse, let's control it. So, in that case, don't text the person and focus on what you can control. You can decide that was unkind. Maybe they were having an off day and they were just being judgy. Maybe it was exaggerated. Maybe it went from person to person, a game of telephone, whatever you want to decide. Maybe you're going to decide that you're not going to say anything and you're going to forgive them. Maybe you're going to decide that, you know what, this is telling of their personality. I'm going to distance myself a little bit from them for a little bit and see how that kind of pans out. Focus on what you can do about it rather than freaking out. Same thing if your your child comes home from school and maybe something happened that wasn't ideal. Maybe your child says that, you know, a teacher said something that was kind of rude or, or something like that. I always try to take a minute and decide and understand sometimes that when things come from kids they could be you know like we all have different versions they always say there's there's one side of the story there's another side of the story and then there's the actual side you know one person's side the other person's side and then somewhere in the middle probably is is the actual story of what actually happened but rather than emailing the teacher or emailing the school on fire take a beat and think about what you want, what the outcome, what you can control and how you wanna deal with it. I think that you'll have such a better outcome and you're not gonna blow things up. Oftentimes things happen to them, us, we label them and then the way we react makes it an explosion. When it wasn't an explosion, it was just a problem and we made it so much bigger. So I really think we need to reduce our level of stress as things happen to us, we need to manage them in the best way we can. And to be proactive, we need to stop overthinking things and planning out exactly how things have to be and be less controlling. I really try as a person who is a, you know, running a company and I have to be in charge of a lot of things. I. I'm used to sort of being in control and man 2020 has taught us there is so much that we can't control. Vacations were canceled and we didn't want them to be canceled, but we couldn't control it. So rather than being depressed about it and complaining about it, I tried to not overthink it, accept what it is and not give it a meaning and a value that's like worse than than it actually is. I've actually sort of fallen in love with not knowing. Now I still plan. I still have an idea of how I hope things go. But I'm also in love with the process now. And I embrace not knowing. I think that so much stress and anxiety comes from overthinking and worrying about the unknown. And so much of the stuff we worry about never happens anyway. I think we also need to stop counting our mistakes and stop being so hard on ourselves. That really can cause ourselves to freak out, you know? Say you made a mistake or say you get on the scale and you you know haven't been sticking to whatever program you wanted to and you've gained 10 pounds and you freak out and you're so hard on yourself and you beat yourself up and you go through the regrets and the why and the listen, you can't change any of that. All you can do is say, "Okay, well, whew, here we are." let's think, I really think the only time it makes sense to go back in history is to learn. Okay, what have I done for this to happen? So what would be the next good choices to kind of reverse that and then get on the path that I want to? I just think that beating ourselves up is so harmful for our self-confidence and our overall happiness. And the reason I bring it up in this podcast is because I think that a lot of times we freak out on ourselves and I just think that we don't have to. Like I said, don't react, think about your choices. We are so much stronger than we think we are. That's why I love a cold shower in the morning because it's like my daily reminder. That's like, this sucks, but you're tough. <laughs> this sucks, but you're tough. You get out of that cold shower like, I got this. Whatever, Whatever the day is throwing me, I got this. Another thing that I read somewhere that's really stuck with me is this quote you're allowed five minutes to be completely emotional a day, then the rest of the day you have to be gangster. And I just love this because we all need a moment sometimes. And listen, some days it's full on crying and that's totally allowed. And some days it might just be a minute just to be like, oh, like mad at something or just get it out or that was ridiculous. But I really try to tell myself, you've got five minutes to be emotional and then you got to toughen up. No, of course, this is not if something... Really upsetting happens, or if somebody's sick. No, no, no. I'm talking about the things that we should probably let go that we're freaking out about. I tell myself, you've got five minutes to be completely irrational, then you got to be gangster again. And it kind of helps me. It helps me realize that, like, you're it's not a sign of weakness. You're allowed to be vulnerable, you're allowed to be emotional, feel all the feelings, but then let's be tough again. That way, we're not just sitting in this forever. Five minutes to be super emotional. I also try to operate from a really powerful state of being. You know, like, you have to see that if you're thinking a whole bunch of negative thoughts, that what you're thinking isn't always the truth. You just have to change your state and come up with a different story. It's so easy to dive into something. And that's why I love when I exercise in the morning. Sometimes I love silence. If I'm thinking about my day, if I'm thinking about a project, I'm thinking through something, I love it. But then other days I wake up and maybe I'm kind of stressed or I'm thinking about things and I start thinking about past things, like what that conversation or this If I find myself going through that, then I go into, you know what? I'm gonna play loud music. I'm gonna listen to an inspiring podcast. I just don't let it consume my mind. I just wanna operate in a most powerful state of being. So sometimes that means allowing myself like full quiet time during the day, And I've really learned that other times you need to drown out your own voices if you're replaying maybe a negative conversation or something hurtful that happened. And if it has no positive outcome, if you're kind of just in a habit and kind of just replaying something, change it. Come up with a different story. um, Put your phones in, literally listen to something positive, whether it's loud music, call someone supportive that you love, listen to a podcast, enrich your mind, listen to a TED talk. But I find that suffocating that those things that can lead to anxiety is really great. I also tell myself when I hear myself complaining now, I try to create solutions rather than just complaining. Like listen, I could spend all day complaining, but what what can I actually what solutions can I actually give, right? So the example of your kid comes home with a story about something that happened at school. What can I actually control about this scenario? Is it something deciding? Pick your battles. Is it something big? Is it something small? You know, um, is it something that was a one-time thing? Okay, maybe that's not worth, you know, that's not worth emailing in or calling in. But if it's something where they were, you know, moved classes or shifted something around that could be an ongoing problem, then maybe that is something that's worth change. You know, if there's if there's a change that's possible, I will always work towards that but sometimes maybe someone just made a bad choice and I don't want the thing, the issue to get bigger. So I always try to focus on what solution can I create rather than just complaining. Our girl Oprah says, just focus on what's the next right move rather than thinking about everything and getting so overwhelmed and having anxiety. Just think, okay, what's the next right move? And then after that, what's the next right move? Just because... Life is all about alternatives. Even if you don't feel like you have a lot of choices, you always have choices. Um, like the, the example with the school, like if something you know really big happened, you always have options. Like you could move schools, you could meet with the principal. You always have choices. So rather than sitting in negativity or unhappiness, I try to focus on the change I'd like to see and then go towards that. I really think that to be happy, you have to watch your mind all day long. Watch your own thoughts and think, what doesn't serve me anymore? Why am I thinking about this? And watch your mind, especially now when we have so much information coming at us uh, from the news and social media and so many polarizing opinions in the world that we live in right now. I think it's really important to Control your mind and realize that life is an energy game. You have to get away from ener- negative energy and really try to stay towards positive energy. That for me has been really helpful in this whole process of having appropriate reactions. And appreciating challenges. When something comes up that I w- that I didn't expect and I'm like, oh, how am I gonna deal with this? Like appreciate the process of it rather than just try to fast forward to the end of it. And this has helped me get through things and I think show my kids how they can appreciate the process of something that sucks rather than um, being complain and negative. Oh, being complaining, complaining and being negative. Also understanding that things ebb and flow. When we're talking about not freaking out over things that can't control, what's happening today, even though it can feel like this is how the rest of your life is gonna be, it's not. Things ebb and flow, things will be amazing and things will suck. So I think just knowing that can bring a lot of peace of mind in not freaking out. Like this is happening right now. This thing seems like it's the worst thing that could ever happen but things ebb and flow. Things change even if they don't feel like they will. And so you realize you're not always gonna be in this zone. And that's helped me not freak out. Even if it's something that you're in that you can't solve, that there aren't a lot of solutions, you're kind of just in this crappy situation. I think there is a lot of calm that happens from understanding and realizing that this is not the forever. Things ebb and flow and they change and the the They evolve. And so you can't just, you can't allow yourself to go down the, you know, the spiral of thinking that this is how it's always going to be. The other thing that's really interesting about things that you can't control is I've really learned that you can't, so many things you just can't control other people. And I don't try to control other people and expect a good result. Really interesting. I mean, especially with uh, marriage and romantic relationships, I think that this is a big one. And different people are different, and this can really, you know, spawn off into its own huge episode. But I've really tried to embrace things that are important to my husband that maybe I don't love, or I have different opinions about than than he does, or choices I wish that he would make differently. I really try not to freak out. I try to be helpful and I try to be understanding, but I really try not to freak out about things that I can't, I physically cannot control him. So if I try to, it's not going to be a good result. So I try not to freak out about it. Also, I think another thing that people freak out about pretty commonly now is judgment and especially judgment on social media. If someone is negative or judges you on social media, I think that part of having a healthy relationship with you know, Instagram and social media in general is to understand that there will be judgment, there will be negativity no matter what. And I think going into that and being in a place to where you can understand that that will happen, you're not gonna let it ruin your day Understand that, you know, someone could say something just to be mean or just to try to bring you down. But I'm telling you, the best thing you can do is not react because you you see a negative comment, you fire back, it explodes and it, you're you're online fighting with this person all day and it completely takes over your headspace. You have no headspace to think of a considerate gift for a friend or call someone that wasn't feeling so well or was having a bad day a couple days ago like those thoughtful things that you would normally do you have absolutely no space for because you are spending all day fired up about this stranger who said something rude to you on social media. You can't control it. There's absolutely no reason to freak out and you're making it worse. Focus on the things that you can control and protect your headspace. I really feel like you find what you're looking for. If you are looking for a fight, you'll find it. If you are looking for what's wrong in things, you will find it. So if you're looking for the good and if you're looking for the opportunities and if you're looking for the positive in things, I think you'll find it too. And that goes along with this whole idea about not freaking out. Like if something makes you so mad at work, take a beat, don't react, and then focus on what you can actually change. Stop overthinking, stop planning everything out to where, when it doesn't go exactly that plan as you have in your mind, there's no other option for you and you completely lose it. Another example in the daily is I think a lot of us who are managing kids and multiple kids can, can really easily freak out when things go wrong or freak out on them. And so This whole idea of taking a beat and not reacting has really helped me just because it's so easy. So say your kid throws a whole bowl of pasta on the floor and they did it on purpose and you freak out. The thing is, is I'm not sure how much freaking out is actually teaching them the lesson. I just try to always remain in control. I think that's the summary. That's what I was trying to get to, is I really learned that when I freak out, they see that I've lost control and I feel like I've lost control. And when I I feel my, and listen, they push our buttons, man. If that's like the 15th thing that's pushed your buttons, it totally makes sense that you would completely lose it. But by losing it, nobody wins. Once you've lost control, nothing good happens and it's so easy to lose lose our cool with the people we love because we're around them the most we're the most comfortable with them you know i'm always interested at how people can be really nice to the person that's checking them out of the grocery store but then like you know be really you know short and inconsiderate of their partner because you know we're casual with them we're comfortable with them but i really think that Telling yourself like in that moment, right before you're about to freak out, I tell myself this is not going to break me. I am not going to lose my cool because nothing good happens. And that's what I'm talking about. Things like imploding on themselves, like a little thing becomes like a huge wildfire because of the way you react to it. It really comes down to reactions. So when something like that happens with my kids, I just take a deep breath. And in my head, I literally hear this is not going to break you. Don't crack. Don't do it. And I, you know, have, and then I take a beat and then I try to have an appropriate response. I'm not saying that I don't, you know, talk to them about why it was wrong and things like that. And I'm definitely not letting them bulldozer over me. All I'm saying is, is even though I told, I told, you know, him or her, don't do that. Be careful, you know, don't do this. And it went exactly as I said not to and exactly as I didn't want to. Now I have this huge mess. I realize now that by freaking out, It in no way teaches them not to do it again. It doesn't change, it doesn't make the dynamics of the rest of the night better. It just makes everything worse. So, if you can think in your own life about things that trigger you, things that would make you freak out, and have a plan ahead of time to have an appropriate reaction and accept that things are not always going to go the way that you planned and think of it as a journey and that make a commitment that you're going to love the process, the good, the bad, and the ugly of becoming the best version of yourself. And you're not going to freak out. You're not going to lose your cool and you're not going to cause yourself a whole bunch of extra stress and anxiety that you just don't need. It is not good for you. It's not good for your family and your relationships. And it certainly does not lead to being your most awesome self. So I really hope in this podcast, we were able to dive in Figure out what triggers you that makes you freak out, make you realize that you're not going to be able to control everything, but you can control how you react to it. And I think that so many of your days can be happier and more awesome because you're not letting letting negative things that happen or you're not uh, ruining your day and you're not focusing on the things that you can't control. You're focusing on the things that you can control and you are putting good, we're we're putting good meaning to things. You know, all personal suffering is within your control. It's the meaning that you give what happens to you that matters. And it's how you deal with it and how you react and how you treat other people that really matters. So, Take the time today to make a plan when those things happen so that you can deal with them in a way that you look back later and you're proud of yourself. You don't regret it and you're like, God, I'm really proud. That was really unexpected and crappy, but I'm really proud of how I handled it because I didn't freak out, I didn't overreact, and things were more smooth because of it. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys so much. If you have any thoughts, um, direct message me at Lindsay's Cloud on Instagram and check out our website. We are always adding to it and always changing it. Um, how to be awesome at everything.com. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast.